Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. I'll be honest with you, unfiltered. Some of the guys I've met along the journey, well, let's just say they're nothing like they portray. That's not my type. Then there's the ones whose honesty and simplicity are magnetising. Friendly, genuine, legitimate. Call it what you like. I term it decent. That's where this bloke sits. But who is Craig Bellamy? Oh, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. You're probably right there. But, um, yeah, I just see myself as a pretty simple guy that enjoys uh, living a, a pretty simple life. Sometimes it gets a bit complicated because of uh, the work I do. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I like simplicity in my life. Um, I'm uh, very family-orientated. Mm. Um, I think probably um, – my best trait, I suppose, would probably, you know, I'm I'm willing to uh, to do whatever needs to be done um, at the things I see as important. So, as I said, you know, there's um, obviously family, but also you know, me footy, which is me work. You know, so I've always been the opinion if I'm going to do something, I want to try and do it the best I can. So, um, there's, I haven't probably got a whole heap of interests. Um, outside those two things or, you know, like I say, there's a few things I enjoy doing, but as I said, they're the main two things. And I want to try and do those things as uh, as well as I can. 60 years of age, your 18th season as a coach, do you still get the same enjoyment from the position you did as a younger man? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I sort of, it's sometimes it's hard to think back that far and think, you know, what I was feeling or what I was thinking, you know, but um there's obviously some, you know, the, the game's changed a lot um, in, in some areas, you know, obviously on the field too. Obviously there's always progression made, um, you know, as time time moves on and technology and, you know, technology and I suppose the technical and technical sides of the game but also the physical sides of the game as well, you know. So, um, yeah, I'd like to say there's – there's a lot more, you know, I suppose spotlight on the game now, you know, as far as on the field stuff, but also off field stuff. And um, sometimes, you know, it, it hurts, um, you know, when you see people that you know are getting sort of, you know, ridiculed or pulled down yeah. when they don't re- don't really deserve that, and where it, when that affects families, you know. So at the end of the day, but that, that, as, as you know, we we're talking there earlier, you know, that's part of seems to be part of society these days. So, but certainly, you know, the, the game, you know, I've always, I've always loved the game, always will love the game. It, it's always been part of my life. I remember my my grand grandfather and grandmother; they were, um, you know. You know, huge league followers. Yeah. You know, so um, that was my mum's parents, and she's always been that as well. My dad was a little bit different. He was more of a, I 
I suppose he, he loved the bush. He loved fishing, yeah. you know, and shooting and and stuff like that, you know. So, but um, uh, footy was always, you know, right at the top of the list for me, you know, ever ever since I, I can remember. Have the rewards and the reasons you coach changed over your years? Oh yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, to be very honest, I think um, when I first started head coaching, I, you know, there, it was probably. Um, a little bit about me, um, yeah. you know, in, in, in thinking about that. You know, you know we all got, so I suppose, the an ego when we're younger and we first come into a, a uh, you know, a, a position that's higher than what it was last year, you yeah. know. So um, I think I've, you know, over the years I've uh, I've matured uh, a bit and just make sure that um, it's the decisions that I make and my way of thinking it's it's got to be about the team and not about, yeah, well, me as an individual, but also you know, not about one certain individual in the club or the team or, or a small group. It's got to be about you know the group as a whole. And uh, I think um, you know I've got a lot better at that. I think yeah, you probably I know whether you feel a little bit more comfortable um, in in your position um, at that. But um, over the years, I think um, that's one thing or one area that um, you know I've probably got better at. You've told me before you're constantly learning. Is that learning about coaching football or learning about man management and extracting the best from different individuals? Yeah, I think that, you know, the second one there for sure. Um, you know, I think uh, I probably had that mentality a little bit that, you know, what was good for one was good for everybody. Yeah. Um, I thought I probably thought that was the fair way to go to. Yeah. Um, but as I've gone on, you know, I've realised that you've got to, you know, treat people a little bit differently. And I'm, you know, I'm talking about, you know, footy stuff as far as training and and things like that. But also off-field stuff. You know, there, um, everyone, well, most guys, uh, you know, you, you end up. A lot of the real good footy players are are, are unique characters yes. as well. Then that's probably what makes them <laughs> the players they are. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like say, I, I think at, at stages there's got to be you know rule. I know rules is the right word. That's probably a bit of a strong word, but um, the considerations you make, I think at times it's got to be for every individual in the yep. group has got to be this or be that or do that or or do this. But the, at other times. It's got to be about the individual, um, and as I said, I think I've uh, as I've got more experience um, in this job. Um, you know, I think I've been able to pick that a little bit better than I would have, um, you know, fifteen years ago. On that, how different are you from player to player? I'll t- I'll pick two of your current mob: Cam Smith and Cameron Munster. It's like trying to compare. Prince Charles and the Grim Reaper. They're, they're two different guys off the footy field and couldn't be any more different. Does the same message and the same delivery work on two different characters? I, I wouldn't say about work, but, you know, just going back to you know, what I, I just said there a minute ago, like for some parts of their footy, um, you know, with the team, um, with the club, you know, with smaller groups, you know, they will get treated exactly the same. Yeah. But there's other parts where they won't. Um, obviously, as you say, they are completely and utterly different characters um, and very unique characters as well. But 
you know, as far as far as the, the physical uh, preparation, like Cameron Smith would get, um, you know, he would get a you know, more time off training in the physical sense yep. than Cameron Munster would, because obviously because of their age and how many games they've played. Um, but if there's a issue that comes up um, that you know it, it's personal, well, again, you know they'll basically get treated, you know, the same there without a doubt. Yep. But having said that, then when other things do come up, it's, you know, sometimes for some guys, you know, you you really want to, well, they really want to have a talk about it. They really want, you know, someone to help. Where you'll see other guys that uh, you basically, this is my area, this is my problem of all sort of yourself. They won't say it to you, but yeah. basically you get the message, keep your nose out of it, I'll sort it myself. So I think, um, you know, picking the difference between those sort of things and, you know, and as, as you say, you know, that, that's probably the opposite end of, of the spectrum, yeah. you know, and some of the things that Cameron Munster does sometimes at training, um, you know, I'm going to give a, someone a bit of a serve for that. If, yep. But for, for Munster... That's what seems to work for him, you know. So at the end of the day, it's it's just reading them, um, you know, when they first come to the club, and then getting used to that, and being able to, you know, adapt. I suppose adapt to the situations that um, um, all the players come under at different times, but also sometimes it's a unique situation because of the unique personality that they are. Any elite athlete will tell you it takes more than just being physically fit to be at your best. And our friends at Galaxy Finance can have you at the top of your financial game. From home loans to investments and self-managed super funds, they provide complete solutions. Call Galaxy Finance on 1300 91 and mention you heard it on Andy Raymond Unfiltered to get an obligation-free chat to see how Galaxy Finance can assist you. For you, what's the hook of coaching? What is it most that you love about the job? Uh, there's a few things and a few things you don't like about the job, but um, I, I think where I get um, most enjoyment now is when I see um, – you know, players make their debuts, yep. um, you know, with the Storms, without a doubt, um, you know, whether it be a first NRL game or whether it be just the first game with the Storm. But usually those guys that have really battled hard and then, you know, it might be 22 or 23, mm. they're finally making their first grade debut. I, I, I get, you know, a lot of joy out of that. But I also get a lot of um, satisfaction out of um, guys making their debuts for, for rep sites, you know, when they yep. first – say, play, play State of Origin for New South Wales or Queensland and when they, you know, play for their country, where they play for Australia, New Zealand, you know, Tonga, Samoa, you know, all those guys are, are so proud of, of those moments. And um, I think that, that, that that's the most enjoyable um, thing that happens, mm. um, you know, to me during the year is when those, like I say, they're just making their debuts with, with whatever team and, you um, you know, I love it when, you know, a guy makes his debut with the Storm and, you know, he's really worked, basically worked his ass off to get yeah. there. It's been, you know, he hasn't he has not got there because he hasn't worked hard, but, you know, sometimes things go against you as far as injuries. Sometimes it's, you know, he's got, you know, a Cameron Munster or a Cameron Smith in front of him, you yeah. know, but 
when when those guys get their opportunity after they've worked really hard and they've made a lot of sacrifice, um, that makes you feel real good. What's the toughest part of the job, the part of the job that you hate the most? Probably for me, the hardest part is when I've got to tell tell a player that we can't fit him into our our squad yep. next year. Um, you know, sometimes if they've bored on themselves, it's probably not that hard of a job if yep. they haven't worked as hard as they should or, um, you know, there's part of their game that you've made, you know, you've really spelled out to them. You need to improve in this area if you're going to play first grade, but you don't see them working on it. But the ones that, you know, have worked really hard on it, um, you know, they after every session or during the session, you see them, hurt, you know, working hard on the things that you're, you know, you say, you know, you've got to improve here. Yeah. And then after training, they're doing it again. Then you hear they you know, they might be in the gym or they're asking one of the coaches to do some work with them, you know, on their days off, you know. When you have to tell those guys that, you know, basically, um, yeah, you've done your best, but you just haven't got the talent or we just mm-hmm. can't fit you in, that, that breaks your heart. And, um, you know, yeah, like I say, those sort of situations, you know, they stand out to me more than any other probably situations that I've experienced um, in my career at the Storm, you know, and, um, yeah, I don't get any enjoyment out of that at all. Is it addictive, the adrenaline rush of coaching and success and, and obstacles and failures? Um, yeah, I, you know, for me it's just, I, you know, this is – this is the job description or this is the roles that, that yeah. you're playing. This is your responsibilities, you know, whatever comes up, you know, you need to deal with it. I think game day is probably a little bit like that, to be yeah. quite honest. Um, but, you know, I don't think there's any uh, too many rushes, you know, during the week. You know, yeah. it's basically for us, it's mainly, you know, routine, to be quite honest. Um, you know, pretty s- systematic, I suppose. But certainly um, game day, especially, you know, the bigger games that they can be a, they can certainly have a, give you a rush without a doubt. I would describe you as a pretty cool dude. You've got a very relaxed manner about you, except <laughs> for two 40-minute periods on a weekend and the occasional half-time. What happens? Yeah, um, you know, I'm not quite, quite sure there, Andy. Um, you know, and um, I think a lot of people that don't know me, um, you know, think I'm a maniac all the time, you know, but yeah. – um, I, you know, at, at stage, I, you know, I've, I've often thought about, um, especially you know, I'm watching a game or doing a review on a game, and you know the, the the cameras on me up in the box, and I do something. I think, well, what are you doing, you idiot? But I must say, you know, I've, and the next week I thought I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lose yeah. my cool again. But but you know, two or three weeks down the track, I do. So I, I just, I suppose now I've been doing it for so long, I um. I try not to worry too much about it, yeah. um, and and just basically be accepting that, um, you know, that's who I am, and yep. that's what works works for me. And um, as long as I'm not, you know, way over the top, yeah, um, I'm just 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 trying to let out a little bit of steam, or not let trying to let out. I just let out a little bit of steam, I suppose. So as long as I'm not doing too much damage to anybody else, um, you know, I've sort of. I suppose consoled myself with that's that's part of who I am, and um, you know, is it emotion? Is it passion? Is it the pressure you feel? Is it a combination of the all of the above? Yeah, I think it's uh, all you know a, a combination. To be quite honest, I mean, you know, as I said earlier, you know, I, I probably haven't done a whole heap of different things in my life, but 
whatever I've done, I've I've always tried to do the best I can. So, so that those couple of things I'm I'm very passionate about. Um, and you know, it's I'm not quite sure about the pressure thing. I you know, um, at times you know, I feel I seem to feel calmer, um, like in in finals games more so than games throughout the year. You know, I, I'm not quite sure sure what. Why that is? Um, obviously, you know, I've been nervous, you know, for, for some games uh, yeah. or some big games in the end of the year. But basically, soon as the longer the season goes, um, the um, the less nervous I get before games. So, you know, so I, I don't know, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> that that seems to be uh, how it works for me. In between that football, I mean, pre-game, halftime, full-time, we've probably done a few hundred interviews together over the years and not once in between those halves of football have you ever seemed flustered or even slightly anxious. It's obviously just a switch in inside, internally, and a reaction because you're able to turn that switch, I think, from my perspective anyway, on and off relatively easily and quickly. Yeah, again, I like a little bit like the you know performance up in the box at times. Sometimes I'm not quite sure how, how that works, you know. But um, yeah, I, you know, I think you know I was always you know bored up by my mum and dad to make sure that you know I respect people and, and respect situations. Yep. Um, and you know, like I say, when I'm talking to someone, well, um, you know, I, I respect you know that um, I respect the questions they're asking me, and I respect that they've got a a job to do yep. and you know my job is to help them do their, their job the best they can as well so uh, yeah I, I think that's that's probably a little bit of a part of it I'd imagine. Blood pressure for a young man of your age should be I read 135 over 88. Have you ever monitored your numbers whilst at work or are you afraid to? No there's been a couple of people wanting to do that actually but yeah. um, you know uh, yeah I all that's going to come of that's another story. So yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's uh, you know I feel like okay, after games, I feel like okay, during the game. So we'll leave it at that. On behalf of the fans, we get great enjoyment out of watching your blow-ups in the coach's box, but so too do others, your rivals. We interviewed your very good mate Ricky Stewart on episode four, and he had this to say. Do you get a giggle out of seeing other coaches blow up? I know Craig Bellamy's a great mate of yours. It still makes me laugh. It just never gets old. He's worse than me. He is a dickhead in the box, mate, honestly. He could be up by 18 and he's going off his head. And, and I, I sit back and laugh and laugh and laugh at him. And then I sit back and I think, Jesus Christ, the bigger they're all sitting back laughing at me. Oh, with mates like that, who needs enemies? But uh, Exactly, exactly. The one thing I will, I, I will you know, I, I don't usually retort or re- return um, you know, I suppose slander from um, from Rick because he's he's a lot smarter than me at that because he's he does it to a lot more people and he does it a lot more often. Yeah. But the one thing I have never been guilty of is throwing a full bottle of water <laughs> at, at one of our supporters. Like I don't <laughs> understand. At I can understand the opposition supporters, but hey, Rick, mate. Don't go throwing stones at me if you're throwing water bottles at your own fans, mate. Yeah, too true. you got a lovely wife, Wendy, and family. What do they say when they see your emotion on TV or is it a subject at House Bellamy that no one dares mention? 
I think, you know, Wendy's a little bit like Rick. She just takes the piss out of me, to be quite <laughs> honest. And and basically, um, yeah, I think uh, especially especially her, but also um, my son, you know, he, he, I think the word dickhead gets used a little bit after uh, after that. But um, my, my daughter's very understanding. Yeah, Rach is um, yeah. just such a sweet, sweet soul. She's never sort of bagged anyone. So uh, if I want an opinion of someone, I'll ask her. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series. We have corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. For further information on how you can become part of the team, go to the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit the sponsorship tab. We hear about your halftime sprays. Do you go into the dressing room with a very strict purpose and plan and different plan each and every week? Or does emotion take over at halftime when you finally get the attention of your players? Uh, that, that, that's changed a little bit. Um, I've certainly got a, a routine or a system yep. that I follow you know, during the, the first half and and you know, I've got a, some notes, but you know, I've certainly got a you – know, obviously the, the notes or the points you know, change each week, but the system – uh, stays the same. Um, having said that, sometimes that gets thrown out the window. If yep. I, if I, um, you know, feel, you know, we haven't been following the plan or there hasn't been enough effort put in, you know, a couple of things. But I think um, you could even ask me players. I think um, I haven't. I've probably had one or two blow ups. You know, I suppose what people would call blow ups in yeah. the last probably five years. You know, um, I. They were a lot more often early in my career, mm. but as I said earlier, I think that you know because of you know I suppose you know as I said you know coming to a new job it, it it shouldn't have been, but it, it's a it's a little bit about yourself you know when mm. you first start a job it's a little bit of that that ego I suppose, but um, you know at the end of the day you know I'm a lot more experienced now and yeah. um, you know I know we don't need that certainly every week, but. Um, as I said, I usually got a plan. I usually, you know, stick to that plan. As I said, over the last, you know, three or four years, probably two or three times, um, you know, I've been, you know, stronger with a couple of areas I've been really disappointed with. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I'm usually um, – and sometimes if I am a little bit hot under the collar, um, you know, at, 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 the, at half time, mm. by the time I, I walk down from the box, I'm, I've usually sort of yeah. uh, found me cool, cool again. So uh, – that's obviously um, uh, helpful in those situations. Some of the great old boxing trainers from generations past in the US uh, used to agree on one thing, that during or in between rounds in a boxing match, because your athlete is fatigued, one positive message and one negative message is about the limit of what they're going to absorb. Our rugby league players similar in the fact that at halftime, by trying to flood them with information or messages, you're probably being counterproductive? Yeah, I think so, without a doubt. I think there's a um, – I'm not quite sure the one, you know, one of each. Um, you know, I know myself, um, you know, sometimes I might give a, you know, something we have to be better at. Sometimes yep. it's just, hey, we're doing this well, so let's keep doing it. So there might be a couple, you know, a couple of those things. Other times it might be one thing we're doing well, one thing – that, that we'd planned on, okay, yeah, we're 
the review of that is, you know, we've done that really well, but yeah. we need to improve in these couple of areas. So all up, you know, I, I probably try and keep to three or four messages. Yeah. Um, and and it's, sometimes it might be less than that. Sometimes it might be um, a bit more individual, um, you know, to individual players yeah. or individual groups like a right-hand side or a left-hand side. So, um, yeah, depending on how that, that first half's gone, obviously. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I really, you know, agree with that. Like, you know, you can't flood them with, with with too many messages, and that was probably something that um, I wasn't good at early in my career okay. either. You know, um, but now it's um, it's a lot more. You know, the, the message is a lot st- stronger. We need to be, you know, keep doing this, um, but uh, we need to improve in, in this area. If you had to self-analyze, what's the best spray you've delivered at halftime? I remember. Um, it was probably about 2012, um, yep. 13, perhaps. We were playing the Gold Coast at um, down in Amy, and uh, I think we were down 10 nil or 12 nil, and um, we were just um, playing, you know, terrible, you know. And you know, with all due respect, you know, the Gold Coast they probably weren't playing that good either. Yeah. They probably should have been, you know, 20 or 30 in front of us, but. Um, yeah, I sort of lost a little bit uh, that day. So that that's the one I remember. I'm sure some of the players, especially the long-term players, would probably remember, you know, other times. But I remember that time and I, me- I remember thinking walking back up to the box that that took a lot out of me. You know, like, it was <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I just run a, run a marathon, you know, and I'm thinking that, that can't be good for me. So, um, so like I say, I don't think I've ever given a – Lost a lot like that before. Obviously, it wasn't a thing that I, you know, planned to do. Yeah. It, it just sort of come, come. But that was a bit of a sign for me that, um, yeah, you just need to uh, try not to get uh, that worked up at halftime. Has there been one reaction or comment back from a player that's caught you off, or do the players simply sit there like naughty school kids and and not say a word at halftime? Oh no, especially, um, you know, especially now, you know, we. We, we want to involve them, you know, and, you know, sometimes I'll come down, you know, down from the box and you know, I'll come into the, you know, I'm coming into the, the dressing room, so it might be two or three minutes mm. after players get in there. And Cameron Smith, boy, you know, might, might be one of the other players too, like Munster will have a say and Jeff, uh, Jeff Bromwich or yep. Dale, um, you know, they're, they're always you know, giving a little bit of advice to everybody, but it's usually obviously Cameron Smith. Um, yep. And sometimes, you know, I can hear his voice, you know, thirty seconds before I get in there, oh. and then I, I come in and he, he's you know he finishes off what he's saying to the group, and I'm thinking, well, I just should have stayed in the box, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, he's just about covered what I was going to say yeah. anyway. So I suppose when you think about it, you know, we've been, um, you know, he's been our captain, you know, from 2006, I think, and, yeah. and playing. When you know he's been playing first grade ever since I got there, so I suppose we do think along similar lines. Yep. You know, like as everyone would know, and with with Cameron's experience, you know, we want his opinion all the time. Yep. So, um, so when he when he's ready to give an opinion, he'll um he'll give it. You know, so like I say, sometimes it's probably only happened you know like that the last two or three years, but. Yeah, sometimes I think, well, I, I must have turned around and get, just go back up the box. You know, Cameron's got it sorted, you know. So, um, but like, like I say, it's great to have sort of, you know, well, not sort of, it's great to have players, you know, like that around. And um, I think, you know, even as a, you know, as coaching 
I suppose, philosophy, I suppose, is, you know, over the last 10 years, it's yeah. it's more about, you know, I suppose, not players coaching themselves, but being more responsible yeah. for their actions and their preparation and whatever. So I think, you know, I've probably gone along that line a little bit just by default, to be quite honest, you know, just because um, I've been here that long. Just every now and then you, you need to change a few things up. But certainly, um, you know, I think the players of today are a lot more uh, self-reliant than probably what they were you know, 15, 20 years ago. Mentioned 15, 20 years ago, the world is changing and how one addresses players has also changed in that time. Do you have to be mindful now that quite simply in 2020 you can't say things to people that were acceptable 15 to 20 years ago. Yeah, obviously, you know, um, life has changed and society's changed. And, yep. um, you know, I I don't think I've ever got into too much trouble there. Like, with all due respect, probably when I was playing, which is going back, you know, 30 years ago, 35 years, you know, for whatever it is, you Back know, like, TV. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but back, back in them days, you know, it, it, I think things were um, – you know, like you could say things in jest without yes. getting into trouble for it, and, yeah. and most of it was always in jest. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, you know, that, that's not the way the world is these days. So um, yeah, but like I say, I, I, you know, I, I've never had any sort of um, you know anti racial or, or, or any yep. discrimination of, of any kind. You know, I was brought up to accept everybody as they are. Yep. Um, so that that's that hasn't been a, an issue for me. But like I say, sometimes you probably need to pull yourself up because what we would have seen as a joke, you know, when I was twenty five, yeah. ain't a joke no more. It's uh, it's serious, you know. So everyone's got to be aware of that, and I think most people are. You mentioned Cameron Smith earlier. It's a fourteen year working relationship. Are you mates? Is it coach and player? How do you describe the relationship? Yeah, well, well, I think it's a bit longer than that now. I think it's about 18, 19 years yeah. now. So, um, yeah, so like I say, he's, um, I'm probably too old to be his mate. So uh, yeah. I'm his, his dad's age, you know. So, um, but you know, I think we are mates. Um, I think, you know, we've been through a, a, a lot together, you know, like footy-wise, you know, and and obviously when you're, you know, both of us have been at this footy club for so long, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, footy-wise that yep. – um, I suppose makes a relationship stronger, but also you know things off the field as well, where you know we're supporting each other, or sometimes it's supporting you know other members of the club, you know, in, in, when they've gone through a, you know a tough time. So yeah, I feel like so I think um, you know as far as the footy goes, you know we're always aware of like I'm the coach, he's the captain, and uh, he's a player, and you know obviously. You know, my way of thinking, the greatest players ever played the game. So, um, so you know, we're you know, I'm very aware of that. Uh, but having said that, um, I think because of all the things we have been through footy-wise, that you know, we are mates. Um, Cameron might answer that a little bit differently, but um, I, I think you know, like I say, from what we've been through, I think um, even though he's uh, you know, 30 years younger than me, um, I, I think we are mates. In part two of this amazing interview with the modern-day supercoach, we talk about the assistance he's helped graduate to the big chair, about his relationships with players and a whole lot more. 
If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, before you go, we'd love if you could throw in a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Come back soon. Legends, 